Welcome back, After Buzzers. Tonight, we're talking everything the shy. We're talking where the money at. We're talking Tracy and Ronnie together again. We're talking Big Reg and the beatdown. All that coming up for you next. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey. <laughs> hey what's up party people i'm happy to be here i'm your host erica edwards but i couldn't do it without my crew the amazing chef beans yes 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 chef beans with the mental cuisine <laughs> thank you no gas at all give it up for kitty kaboom what's up baby and the lovely lauren hey guys all right you guys this is season two episode nine we're coming down to the finale. Uh, we're talking guilt, video, viral, video, viral videos, excuse me, and ass whoopings. <laughs> and stay till the end because we got news, special segment, and gossip, of course. Yes. Uh, so what do you guys feel overall about this episode? We'll start it how we always do. Yeah. <laughs> overall, I was very excited with this episode. We're closing in. They're tying up a lot of loose ends. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, with Jason Mitchell's release of the show, they're starting to tie in more characters to other ones. So we're kind of getting a little bit of how, you know, maybe they're going to be introducing bigger characters next season. I think. That's what your take on that, it? That's what my take is on Overall, I enjoyed it. I always enjoy it. I think it's a, a good show. I think it's pretty solid. I like the storylines. I like where it's going. And I like to see how they all kind of interact with each other. They're not standalone um Characters, You know what I mean? They all overlap somehow. Like, they all kind of know each other in some remote kind of way. And I like that. I like that they're able to fuel each other's storyline and make it more relatable. Yeah, I think that is, this episode just had a lot of different conversations going on. Mm. I don't know, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I enjoyed it, but there were just so many different conversations. I really don't know where to start, but... It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of agree with you, Chef Beans. We aren't the negative Nancy corner or anything. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there was actually a lot of different storylines going on um, that kind of played in together and some didn't. But it was still cool. I think it was interesting to see a little bit of everyone. Except, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of wondering. Well, I guess Tiffany Boone will be back next week. But I was like, ah. Every time you don't see Jericho, it does have you wonder. It does, right? That's what, didn't I say that? I'm like, where the heck is Jericho? It does make you think. Things that make you go, hmm. All right, so we're going to take it from the top. Let's start with Ronnie, because I think he really didn't have that much going on this episode, But um, so we can get through him pretty quickly. So Tracy is back. No. Uh, and she, <laughs> she scoops him from jail. How do you guys think? What do you guys feel about him going back to Old Faithful? I didn't think it was a go-back situation. I think that he just called on an old friend. They have so much history together. He told her about the fact that he was seeing the other woman um, and that he was wants to be romantically involved with her. I thought that was pretty upstanding of him. I'm surprised to hear him do it. And um, I don't know. I like that she was there for him. She was absolutely right. He's held her down many a day, and it was nice to be able to return the favor. But I didn't see any, like, sparks flying or her being like, so you coming over later? Like, it just seemed like she was just being a good friend. I saw a little reaction from her after he said that he messed with someone. Yeah. It was, like, some type a of little emotion. Tinge. Yeah, a little bit like, oh, okay. Not you enough know. that she was, like, mad about it or anything, though. It was just kind of like, okay, like, um. She was people, just a little surprised. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I agree with you. Um, I feel like it was a friend. You know, you've been there for me so many times. Let me be here for you. You know, it was a nice hug. Mm-hmm. Nothing sexual. But I did, I did catch that little facial reaction. I think she may have just been surprised he moved on because he has been in love with her for so long. Right. Yeah, and um, I agree with that. And I certainly see. I don't know. Like I kind of feel like you do. Like when when somebody's always been sweating you forever, and you think they moved on, that's when your interest sparks. Right. I mean, that's just what I think. So I so she was probably like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, so I'm not the only one. No, you're not. And then even in the preview for next week, I was gonna say the previews did. You know, did have it kind of. You know, she's gonna make her little way, make herself known. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I thought that it was really cool that she was finally there for him. And what's interesting is uh, I guess I want to get your perspective on when she was like well you know what you gotta do I was like what crazy shit does she have him doing this time but I was like surprised when he showed up at AA I was like wow maybe Tracy's trying to grow up a little bit herself what did you guys think on did you all think she was thinking saying AA when she was like you know what you need to do I had no Actually, idea oh sorry no go ahead I did surprisingly I did because I'm thinking what else is he going to do? Like, what can he right. possibly do? And the only thing, the first thing that came to my mind was A, too. Right. So when I obviously didn't know for sure until I right. saw him there, and I was like, good for her. I, I felt that yeah. way, too. I was like, she's finally getting her life together. You know, we saw her. She looked very well presented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, yes, you had time to self-reflect and get yourself together. Now maybe you can help him get himself together. Yeah, that's always good. If you have someone that's giving you some solid advice, if it's coming from somebody that has their own shit together, then obviously it's easier for you to take that advice and not look out down your nose like, well, you ain't doing nothing. Because last time we saw her, she was a mess. So she looks looks presentable. She looks like she's taking care of herself. And hopefully she's doing some self-care, too, that has her feeling... You know, that's why she encouraged him to do that. It did surprise me, though. I didn't see that coming, which was dope. It was super good. Yeah, I didn't see it coming either because it created this type of mystique because the last time she said... You know what you got to do. Exactly. He caught a body. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, what he got to do now? Please don't tell me he's going to go after Jason's baby mom. Like, uh, what's happening? Exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. Now, my mind went a million and one places. Me too. And that's, like, I have the picture here of when she's like, you know what you need to do. So that's the picture, the first picture that I um, clipped from the show, from the episode. And yeah, exactly. That was my thing. Because I was like, especially after she just told him how Shantae had been pushing her away mm-hmm. as well. So I was like, okay. Hey, did she fall down some dark spiral too? Is she gonna come up with some crazy kidnap plot or something? But luckily, Tracy was very mature, you know, so she might just try to, you know, use what she got to get what she wants. But she's not gonna, you know, she's not sending him down a dark path like she has in the past, which I um I really like and respect. I think she's kind of getting it together a little bit. So, but he didn't go in. He didn't go in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he went. Yeah. So hopefully next. Um, show we'll see him actually make an appearance but I don't know the willingness was there to make it to the door I guess baby steps who knows Ronnie was stressing me out this whole episode I'm not gonna lie it was hard this whole to, season to watch him just just really pissed me off a lot because he fell through because he didn't like, follow he, through he with his good stuff wagon. yeah that was he, disappointing he it. it was like but I mean that's a that's real that's real life you yeah know? but what pushed him over remember we oh, were talking what pushed about him over definitely that was definitely. just like really yeah that's what did it yeah you were 
feeling so good, bro. Yeah. You almost walked into got some cheeks, like and everything, but <laughs> just, just didn't, it didn't happen. No. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> two hours too long babysitting can throw you under a bus <laughs> if you don't do it right. So yeah. So we'll see where Ronnie ends up next week. That should be interesting what they what they do with him. So let's move on to Kev and the kids. Love the kids. Yeah, yeah. I think they have a really, um, their storylines have always been sort of cute, but actually kind of really interesting and developed. So Kevin gets busted with drugs, and this is how, <laughs> how his mom finds out also about the Northside School. Uh, how do you guys feel about Kevin not snitching on Jake? What are your thoughts? I'm not surprised. I mean, that's pretty much who he is. He's a stand-up guy. You know, so I didn't see him, even whatever he and Jake go through, I don't see him ever snitching on his friend. I was surprised that he made the move to sell, and I hate that we keep calling them drugs. It's a plant, but whatever. It's not for children. Um, So it kind of surprised me that he went through with actually making those sales, I guess being encouraged a little bit by the um, his new friend. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect him to actually do anything, and I definitely didn't expect him to snitch. He's not a snitch. He's a stand-up dude. Well, we knew he wasn't a snitch because he didn't snitch in the cafeteria fight. So exactly. I was not surprised as well either. Mm-hmm. But the thing with that is, Kevin has so much stability in his household, yeah. but you can kind of tell that he's still trying to maintain some type of edge. Like, I ain't snitch on you and different things like that. Even mm-hmm. Brandon was talking about it later. Like, you don't have to live this life that right. you're trying to portray, but you could just tell he was just at a, a crossroad between, okay, am I going to be this stand-up guy and be, have this integrity, or am I going to have the integrity with my boy and maintain our trust? I, I don't know. Yeah. He's yeah. at that age. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see also not just integrity, but the uh, opportunity to go to the school and do mm-hmm. better than his friends. And he's really torn. And initially, he um, is like, "No, I'm not going to do it." And he, you know, really fights back with his mom. And then we see Brandon come in and kind of really give him a real talking to about, you know, your friends will always be here, and you're selling out. How did you guys feel about? And that's the pic- next picture we have as well about the talk between kind of. Brandon schooling him about you know getting out. I, I, sorry, <laughs> let's, t- let's start with question. Lauren and take it around. I felt like that was another amazing moment of him being a big brother to him. Um, I don't want to say father figure, but someone to look up to. You know, obviously Brandon has lived this life; he's been through it. And like um, Chef Bean said, you know, he's like, "Why would you want to be in this position?" When I was a kid, I would die to have your life. So um, I just thought it was really good to hear. And he'll definitely listen to Brandon way more than his mom. So I liked that moment. I love their relationship together. I love it. I think it's so poignant and it's so easy. It's so carefree. It's not forced. It's not intentional with the sense of anybody playing a role. Like, I don't see Brandon coming in there like, let me school this brother on what needs to be done. It's nothing like that. Like, it's literally a friendship that um, obviously lends itself to him being older. So he has a little bit more experience in the game. But I love them together. You know what I mean? There's an ease and a flow there that's just very genuine. Yeah, I really appreciated this scene for a combination of reasons that that I guess that not necessarily masculine energy, in, uh, masculine energy, but you could tell Brandon and him have just developed this like brotherhood mm, that right. they've both been lacking. Brandon losing his brother and Kev just growing up in his house with all women. Right. You know, it's, right. that's why Brandon was the first one to reach out to because he feels safe in his presence to just be vulnerable. 
Very true. Very true. Uh, now, what was fun about this episode was Big Papa. I love him. He's <laughs> such a cutie pie, and he's so he's just such a cool character and so positive. I think. Uh, given his surroundings and given everything. So he tries to get the girls together to kind of stage a protest. So how did you guys feel about his speech? Where the money at? <laughs> I love that it went viral for something good for a change, right? Because Papa always has some type of harebrained scheme that he's trying to create. So I love that he went viral for all the right reasons. I love that the teachers listened and paid attention. They actually did something about it. Um, it's always a good look when it comes to the kids. Their storylines always seem to like come back around full circle, except when it gets super dark, uh, dark with Jake and Reggie. But that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. story for another day. I thought it was I liked it too because it was comical. Yeah. Uh, he did the mic drop and he also put some factual evidence in there saying um, Chance the Rapper donated to, you know, the Chicago school. So oh, where really? the money at? Where the money so at? I like that part too. And then they had the girls kind of in the background being like the little backup singer. Right. Right? You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I'll put some new cute little faces it in was there. cute. Yeah, I thought it was very powerful and it just, it's telling how aware of these young the youth is like they pay attention right. how are they pulling up on this bus and we have this bus why are we eating this lunch and they're eating that lunch and even when it comes down to textbooks and things like that even though a lot of times the students voice isn't powerful with these different teacher meetings i think big papa stepping up and voicing how a lot of the students actually feel was just very powerful and calculated how they just produced this whole scene i don't know it made it made my heart smile because mm. this conversation needs to be had throughout the country. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's bigger yeah. than just what was portrayed Amen. in this episode. Like, right. where, where's the money at? Right. All these where's different, the you know, these marginalized communities, people donating. Why don't we have anything to show for it? Exactly. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. And it is definitely something to think about as far as um, schooling and, you know, and it was and it was light. It was sweet. They got through it quick. So I thought it was really a positive moment uh, that Big Papa gave us. So, Chef Beans, let me ask you this. How did you feel about Kevin dissing Maisha to be cool with his friends? Just like Brandon said, you can let them choose your girl, choose your school, choose your life. You know, would you diss a sweet, young girl um, like me? Ambitious. Thank and, you. And, and Kevin, Kevin's age, absolutely. Yeah. Ten, 10 out of 10. Because you have your boys who you're around all the all day and then you're still trying to find yourself so that romantic world isn't as important as going to play games with your boys at home so I can see Kev doing that 10 out of 10 it just sucks that she actually heard it and yeah it's just unfortunate now the chef beans I am today absolutely not I would never I would never but chef beans back in middle school 100% alright well yeah that scene was tough because even it crushed her yeah it crushed her and then even it was so funny because even though they were making all those Jake jokes Jake and Big Papa were like dang Kev that was like really mean and it was really mean it was like a little bit too too much but this is back to Kevin's personality how he wants to you know, put he on this facade. Like, I care yeah. what everybody's saying. No, nah, that's not me. This right. is how I actually feel. Or, right. You know? But Kevin is very talented. It's just he's not really embracing it the way that he should embrace it. Exactly. And I think it kind of was just another example of the the point Brandon was making as far as him being different and still letting his friends kind of run everything and run his life a little bit more than they probably should. But at that age, that's where we are, right? Our friends are become our parents. They become our role models. We don't look to other people to guide us because these are the people that we emulate and we almost... Um, 
we put them in a special place in our lives the same way they did they do us like we hold them down there's a loyalty that exists there that you just don't find anywhere else there's a loyalty but i feel like big papa doesn't let jake and kevin punk him. Oh, yeah. and jake, but jake and jake doesn't let kevin and big papa punk him either and kevin is the only one i i think anyway in my opinion in that group that seems to need their acceptance while the other two kind of are like they're comfortable take me like yeah yeah, they're comfortable with where they're at and maybe kevin is between two worlds Mm -hmm. so that's why it's so hard for him because he wants to be accepted here but he wants to do with his mom you know do right by his family but um it is an interesting dynamic i think between those three in particular what can I just say something? Go ahead. I'm just, I think they both just have that male dominance in their lives, though, as far as Jake and Big Papa. Mm-hmm. True. Big Very Papa, true. dad, you know, don't play that. We saw that multiple times. And mm-hmm. then Jake has his older brother. So here you have Kev still trying to, I believe, just define himself because he hasn't really seen that male powerful influence up close. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Well, before we move on to the next topic, Lauren has something to tell you guys. Yes, I do. But before I tell you guys, this is a this is a question that that we haven't that hasn't been answered in the last two episodes. Um, Jake took the weed from his brother, right. and his brother was like, "Did you sell it?" He said, "No." So, I mean, now it's confiscated. What's going to happen? It's not. Gonna, it's just weed. It's not like it's like. I don't think it's going to be a huge. You don't think it's going to be no, because it was like maybe five, ten bags as opposed to like weight. You know what I mean? It's not like you're pushing coke. Okay. And I don't mean to minimize it. Maybe there will be consequences, but I don't see that being major. Okay. And he did just, Kevin get any money? Because I know Malcolm gave Kevin at least forty five dollars for right. what he had when he was there. Anyway, right. so he probably got. He some probably money. gave it. Yeah, he probably, he probably actually got some got money. It. Okay. But, and you know. got to tell us what the people are saying once was, you finish with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So before we move to our next topic, I just want to take a moment to thank. We all would like to take a moment to thank everyone for making AfterBuzz the ESPN of TV talk we could not be here without you guys so we truly appreciate your support so if you're watching us on youtube please give us a thumbs up and subscribe um make sure you send the link to your friends and family if you're listening to us on itunes make sure you give us five star ratings and download the podcast and just please continue to watch us um every week and all of our other shows because no matter what show we're on um we like i said we thank you guys so much for making after buzz the esp ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you guys. And give us a thumbs up if you're here watching because you're already here anyway. Why not? <laughs> like, no, seriously, do it right now. Thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Up. Are they saying anything fun and exciting yeah, other than that we were late? What else are they saying? In there? Yes, little fettuccine little fettuccine 69 do you think Sonny will help Brandon get out of his mess with Duda? Maybe we can mm. get Sonny and Brandon working together for Sonny's second location. Nice. Mm, That's a good prediction. And then he also wants um, the recipes from Brandon's food truck (laughs) release. That would be a smart little move for them to do. That's what I'm saying. Yes, Jason, since you're no longer working, give us the secrets. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Shade. I'm not even being shady. I'm just saying. That is shady. Make make your money. I'm looking out for you. Oh, right. Make your money, man. Uh, You know, make it look. Whatever. I'll watch your YouTube cooking channel for sure. All right. 
Uh, let's move on to Emmett, you guys. My boy. Emmett, what a cutie. Yes. I love so, in, uh, Emmett has a lot going on this episode, which was really yeah. interesting. So, Emmett, first we see Emmett taking over as the manager of Sonny's place. So, Sonny is back in the swing of things. He is a grown ass man. Yes. <laughs> Emmett is doing the most with the mild sauce. I loved that. Uh, <laughs> so, it was really cool to see him as the manager. Although, it was interesting because I was like, you know, it's still like a carryout place. You don't actually have to seat them. I mean, but great. <laughs> um, but we love that you. Was good. We love you. Taking it all very Taking seriously. The initiative. Yeah. Yeah. If someone handed me sauce and Harold's eye. Anyway, it's great. We're great to see that, uh, Emmett. We love you. Uh, so it's interesting when, when Emmett sees the coach again with a new girl. Mm. Uh, how did you guys feel Emmett handled that particular? I thought that was so grown of him. I really did. I thought yeah. it was very mature. Instead of just blurting it out, instead of making it a thing, he simmered in his anger. He didn't let it rock. He said one little smart thing, which was only in retribution or in response to homeboy saying something smart to him initially, calling him right. little man and all that. Like, don't minimize my life because you are an asshole. You know what I mean? Right. I, I liked it. He didn't come, didn't ball up on him. He just said his piece and then he strategically planned what he was going to do. I thought that was pretty mature. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he handled it very well, too. But then again, the coach doesn't know that, that he Emmett knows... knows um, Keisha. Right. So, you know, there was no need to put himself in that situation anyways. But I guess I'm still trying to figure out what kind of high school track coach are you to be stunting on yeah. him? Like, I mean, no offense to high school track coaches, but like, you know, you're going to need this work in this job. Like, how much are you right. making? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who do you think you what are? What are you teaching? But, I mean, like, back to your question, yes, he could have went off. He could have told the girl, run, he's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. But instead he was like, no, let me handle it. I thought this scene was uh, gross. Um, I thought it was gross because though, you know, they're acting, of course, it's just disgusting how, you know, how how much PTA was going on. And to think that this girl is actually 16 and this dude is like 30. I don't know. I just I just really put myself in the scene just be like, I don't I didn't really rock with it. But I like how Emmett handled it because he was very passive, Mm -hmm. you know, with the PS or no, that's for kids. And it seems like you're into that. You can tell he had a lot of those triggers to where boy tried to backpedal a little bit this I, I don't know. Emmett handled it the way I don't know how else he could have handled it better without, you know, being a snitch. Right. Right. Exactly. Because Sonny uh, tried to call the police, but did not. And so Emmett turned to Brandon. He's like, okay, you know, still trying to come up with his ideas. Now, I'm not clear, and that's the next picture that I have, why Brandon thought it was such a good idea to go to Reggie. That seemed <laughs> crazy to me. That did seem out um, of place. You know, Lauren, what did you think? We'll start with you. What did you think about, about that? my mind. <laughs> I was like, why? When I saw him pop up in that scene, I was like, all right, you're getting ro- roped into 63rd Mob. Like, why are you bringing him into this? He's comfortable now. Yeah, and then Emmett, Emmett is... The only drama Emmett has going on is with his baby mamas. He doesn't right. have any outside drama in his life. And I'm like, now you're going to make him owe Reggie a favor. And that to me, I was like, all right, now everyone's getting roped in and Brandon is just going to bring them down because when Sonny finds out, that's going to affect his business. So I was very disappointed that Brandon went that route. I felt like they definitely could have found a different way to solve um, the problem at hand. But I was just like, okay, this is no good. This is this is a bad decision. Yeah, I didn't think it was dope that he brought him in either. I think he's just way too comfortable now. You know, he thought, I got to help my friend. What resources do I have? And the fact that Homeboy is right there at his disposal when Mr. Perry has made it very obvious, listen, you in the gang, whether you like it or not. He, was, he probably was like... 
well, F, I'm here. You know what I mean? I might as well see what, I, what favors I can call on. And then I thought it was kind of pathetic at the very end. He was like, see how nice it is? Or whatever Reggie said smart to him, like basically yeah. like, you know, finally you're getting it. You're coming around. And he was like, man, I ain't messing with y'all. Like, that was so weak. Yeah, clearly you are messing with them because you mm-hmm. done called him in like he's the Calvary. Right. So you do have some faith in him. Beans, what do you think? Um, I definitely feel like he contradicted himself yeah. because you see he tried to st- take a step away from 63rd, but this decision just spoke otherwise. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know, I, I did enjoy seeing the coach get beat up. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of like against the fence with that. I didn't really you know, think that was a wise decision, but at the same time, I guess Brandon's trying to dance now. He's trying to figure it out, and he just did a very impulsive move as far as reaching out to Reggie. Well, yeah, but then I also feel like, you know, back before when there was the issue with the gun and everything, that's how Reggie first came into his life to begin with was owing Reggie a favor. So I'm kind of like exactly like Lauren, like now you're pulling Emmett into this because this is the same. This is how we got started, Mm -hmm. them coming up and eating at the truck for free. Now they're going to be coming up and eating at Sunny's for free. And that's all how it started before. And it's Mm -hmm. like, and Brandon, and you already know where it led you. So Mm -hmm. that part is kind of crazy. I mean, I know you don't want to call the police or maybe tell her mother or whatever, but I don't even know. Like, he deserved a beating. I've obviously thought this whole um, storyline was really disgusting. However, they beat him down really bad and stole his car. Yeah, and his car. that's the next picture that I have for you. <laughs> uh, so that one's the next one, Is I think, is him getting beat up. Yeah, I thought the stealing the car part was wrong. I was like, all right, that's y'all already beat him up, and now you're going to steal his car? And then, I don't know if y'all noticed, but there was, um like, a, some type of truck behind them. Yeah. Some type of handy truck. And I'm sure he saw the license plate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he so, called the police. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's them beating, beating him down. And so, yeah, so now this is going to be a big thing. I mean, it did work, obviously, to break him up with Keisha or whatever, but... This isn't. It's about to be a thing. It's not going to be. Yeah, over. it's not going to just. He's going to retaliate over. in some way. He loved that car. You exactly. Know what I mean? That was just adding insult to injury. But that's how they do. Come on now, they're a gang. They're not just going to do enough. They're going to do the most. Very true. Very true. But the, we do end up Emmett. Well, not end up, but we. So Emmett has a nice little dinner, and <laughs> I, that's that the next so pick that I have. Uh, it was. Uh, excuse me, Emmett and Keisha and their dinner together. I loved it. And I loved that. I loved the Nikes that he got her. Yes. I mean, I liked their sort of budding relationship. And it was so cute. And of course, it's only going to be demolished by Tiffany being pregnant again. So Not necessarily. Yes. She shout out to our predictions. But what do you guys, <laughs> do you guys feel about the big pregnancy? I think especially gonna... after this moment, I was just like, ah, perfect, perfect writing, perfect, perfect. I think they're going to end the pregnancy together. I think they're going to collectively decide this is not what we want to do. Well, um, I know this is this. I don't say I know this. this, Some people might think I'm wrong for this, but I'm wondering: Is it even Emmett's baby? You know what I mean? Right. I thought that as well. She was the first question that popped up. Yeah, I mean, she was with someone before Emmett, and I'm I don't know what the timeline. Yeah, who knows what she's been with after? Because it's been a few episodes since. So I'm just like, all right, like y'all had sex once. I mean, all it takes is one time. Right. But still, that could be anybody's baby. And then now that that since she got that new check that looked real good, she might. You know, she. I don't necessarily think she's just messing with him. She definitely could be pregnant, but she's just turning to him like. Now I'm pregnant. So you don't think it's his? I'm not saying I don't think it's his. I'm just saying, do we? I don't know if it's his. And if it is. The question needs to be asked. Yeah. If it is, then 
I think they might decide it's not best for him to have another. I hope Can you imagine him that. with four kids? Four kids? Oh, Are you poor, kidding me? I would feel, I feel horrible for him if it's his kid. He's a child I can, himself. I can imagine him having a, another kid, mm. but at the same time, automatically I would see like, okay, we haven't been with each other consistently. Like, right. I'm not, I need to make sure this baby is mine. Like, I'm not even going to play these games. Mm. Like, yeah. Instantly. What were you talking about? <laughs> I wouldn't even have reacted like, oh my gosh, I'm like, is it mine? Like, who, who have you been like, Trey face. Exactly. I mean, I get that he wants to challenge her, but then I also feel like he might be in an uncomfortable position because he did this before. That's what he said off the top with the first baby. Oh, it's got to get tested. Got to get tested. And it came back as his. So now that he's finally halfway in a groove with her, it'll be interesting to see if he has the nerve to be like, well, now nah, this one got to get tested too. Because that's kind of like, that, that'll be interesting. I mean, I agree. Clearly she was seeing other people, but um, clearly they kind of have for once come to a sort of cool place. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, so let's move on to the criminal case mm-hmm. and sort of Brandon Cruz, Toussaint, all of those characters right up in here. So Toussaint, um, you know, a couple of different things happened this episode, but what was interesting in the next picture that I have is of Toussaint getting a, I think it was a stewed chicken taco, I believe. Right. And uh, (laughs) from Brandon's truck. And it was so interesting. I was kind of surprised that it took, all it took was good tacos to convince her. But what do you guys think about her quick turnaround in her opinion of Brandon? (laughs) Well, I don't necessarily think it was just the tacos. I think it was her interaction with him. Yeah. But I think whenever she told um, Cruz, Detective Cruz, let me do you one better. He's actually a respectable man. But I'm still not going to back down. I was like, seriously? I mean, her reasoning is is well because she saw the gang-related activity outside. But the fact that she still wants to go for him, I guess, is kind of what bothers me because she sees he really is a stand-up guy. He's trying to make tacos. He just got caught up, unfortunately. I mean, she doesn't know that. But even Cruz is telling her, like, lay off. He He's not... But she wants what she wants, so... She's persistent. Yeah, she's very persistent, but she loves her job. She's good at what she does. She's serious about her job. She doesn't cut corners. She's thorough with everything, and she's... um and she has good reason. Like you said, she her reasoning behind or her justification behind going to talk to him makes sense. And the fact that she wasn't going back down after having spoke to him. Yes, he is a good guy. Yes, he seems like he's a straight-up character. I mean, a straight-up kind of dude. And I hope that he is not involved in any of this. But the facts are the facts. And they point to this, that, and the third. So something got to give. You know what I mean? I don't want to persecute somebody that doesn't deserve to be persecuted. But at the same time, I can't not do my job. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that she would continue to follow up on it. And the good news is at least she gave him the benefit of the doubt. She could have formed her opinion based on nothing but hearsay and just being on the outside looking in. At least she went in and like talked to him for a second and was like, let me size this brother up and see right. what he's talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, y'all took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, she's very persistent. She's good at her job. And I feel like she's even still taking certain things personal with her son in juvie. It's kind of like, well, my son, okay. my, even my son is in the system right now. So y'all think I'm going to take it lighter on y'all too? Right. She's just trying to, you know, crack this case. But at the same time, you can tell there's more. I don't know if her son ha- is in cahoots with 63. Oh, what? Like, I just don't know. But mm. you could just. You think it's multi layered with her? It's, it's just very multi layered. Yeah. So just how Cruz, you know, you, we found out what happened to him in Kansas. Yeah. I feel like there's more to Toussaint oh, as definitely. well. Oh, yeah. Right. That, that we sure. haven't been privy to yet. 
For sure, for sure. And it's interesting. So we see Cruz and Toussaint kind of make the connection between the real estate, the real estate people and the gang. So, you know, who are you rooming with? Well, you're in prison. That could, <laughs> if you're room with big pimping, so um, they put that together very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, she does have a, a bullet through her head. So yeah. I mean, where else would that? So white woman in the hood that with the bullet in her head. How'd she get there? What What was her motive in being there? Who did this to her? Th- like that was kind of A, B, and C. They yeah, they didn't have to flush it out too hard. Where else would she be there? Well, no, not just that, but no, also I mean, like the, the, the gang members, mem- right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very fast. Yeah, like exactly. when they, and then when they go to his funeral, all of that kind of come that kind of came together mm-hmm. exactly quickly because yeah. you know we're getting down. We got to one the, episode. Exactly. Right. <laughs> we're getting down to the we close. Make so, 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 so they're tightening the noose around everybody. Um, so so finally, Toussaint goes to see uh, Duda. Or Perry, I guess, since he's at the pizza place, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they have a little interesting sort a little of tete-a-tete. yes. This is an interesting back and forth between the criminal and the cop. Mm-hmm. So, Chef Beans, we'll start with you. How did you feel about how uh, Perry kind of managed her? Um, so Perry basically told her, you know, like this is my community, this is where I'm from, but at the same time. I'm not going to act like I don't have power as well. Like, mm-hmm. I get, like, you're in law enforcement, but we're we're just two different gangs. So he basically, I feel like he flexed on her, and at the same time, he has some stuff up his sleeve, which we were exposed to a little later. It was just kind of like, don't don't get this just messed up. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I think he tried to present himself in such a way that, listen, I'm a businessman. I don't know what the accusations you're trying to hold over my head, young lady. Maybe you've been misinformed. And then as soon as she pulled that card and was right, buttons. it was like, what about this? Oh, yeah, well, what about that? I don't think so, brother. Then he was like, basically like, oh, you did your homework. Oh, you not just wanted to just, you know what I mean? You, you serious about this thing. Well, let me let you know something. I'm serious about my business too, and I'm going to maintain that I'm a businessman, but you push too hard and you will get pushed back. It's kind of like he flipped his hat around. He's like, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like, I got to fit it on. So you, you but were you talking pretend. to Perry, but now you got Duda. And Duda's here. <laughs> right. Duda has arrived. Let me show you. Well, you know what I thought was interesting? I completely agree with both of what both of you said, but I mean, it's so interesting to see how she interacts with Perry and how she interacts with everyone else. Everyone else is like, she's the badass. She's the one in charge. Mm -hmm. He kind of controlled the situation there. Yeah, but she didn't back down, though. She didn't back down, but he shut her down. Like, at the end of the day, he shut her down. She didn't get shut down by anyone else. You know what I mean? When she did the raid, they punched the guy in the face. She let Reggie know, I'm locking your boys up, you know? But for him, she she couldn't do anything. She just had to, like, kind of tuck her tail in between her legs and walk out, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah. no, I agree. I mean, that was kind of the point I was making, that he was clearly the one in control, really, of that conversation and was really the one making the power moves. I mean, he didn't admit anything, but he was certainly like, are you ready, you know? And uh, so that brings us to the close, really. And that's the very last picture that I have is of her um can i can i answer a question really quick yeah. um so someone in the comments or the chat is saying i don't um, j l o'brien mm-hmm. i don't understand how the white lady was working for the og 63rd but got shot in the head so i don't know if you remember i don't know if it was two episodes back but they said toussaint wants a fish we'll give her one so they kind of were like giving her the white lady um 
Is that what y'all got from it or no? Well, I would say that we don't know the answer to your question yet. I think that the white woman was she worked. She worked um, at the real estate company, which clearly one of the owners is a member of the gang. Mm -hmm. So as an employee, she probably stepped out of line, as I Mm -hmm. think, why she got taken out, in my opinion. But I don't think they've shown us why they killed her, because clearly what the correlation. is. Yeah, clearly she works in the business that they own and that they're using to take over the South Side. I think she got a little too. So, yeah, we don't know why she wasn't opposed to them to answer your question so far. And what they've shown us, she was kind of working with them. But, you know, but not unbeknownst to herself. Do you know what I mean? She was working with them as a credible institution. See, I'm not, well, she's credible, but I'm not no, saying no, no. she doesn't know. Is that's that what I'm she, saying. She thought they were credible. See, and I'm that's not saying she, we don't know. I don't think we know that. She, you know, because I don't on, think She was that. so lily white. I didn't see her being nah, like, oh, I, y'all are crooked. White people are not knew. always lily white. I think she no, knew. That's no, no but with anyway. this woman, I don't think, you think she knew? I think she knew what was going on. Really? I mean, I could, honestly, right this point, it could go either way because we didn't see enough of her to really know and I feel like her whole I think it was too strategically planned with the the um, the noise outside and then the break in right. and then how the person kind of came in talking about whatever. So, it, you know, it's white mobs too, girl. So, no, you know course, what I'm saying? So, no, I mean, I'm not saying it like that, but I'm just saying yeah. that we don't, we haven't, we didn't see enough of her. We just saw that one thing of her. And of course, she seemed perfectly lily white then, too. Right. I agree with you. Right. But um, we didn't really see enough with her we before she got taken out. Well, right. see, I thought she died shortly after Duda said, oh, Toussaint wants a fish, we'll give her one. But that was Brandon. No, that's Brandon. And I was wondering, I was like, okay, is it her or Brandon? No, it's definitely Brandon. I think it's definitely Brandon. But even if they give her, I mean, I guess it's in prediction, but even if they give her Brandon, it's going to lead them right back to Perry. No, the, but remember when um, Duda went to visit his boss in the in jail? Yeah. And that's where he was like, I guess we need a fish. Their whole thing was about Brandon, and that's why he came up with the gifts and all the rest of that. I don't know, just as you guys said, I, I, I saw her. But I guess that's the reason, What that's what they wanted us to see. I saw her portrayed in a certain light. But I think you make a very valuable point. She could have known all along. She could yeah, have her yeah, own we, motives. We, yeah, we just didn't see enough yeah, of her yeah. either way. We really have no idea. But right. I, you know, I whatever. I love me white people, but I, they could do anything. So, <laughs> I don't know. It could go either way on her, I definitely believe. Um, you know, so we close out with Toussaint's son getting you know, um, attacked. Yeah. And that was tough. How did you guys feel on that, in that moment? I was surprised at her reaction, but then I really wasn't. Like, she's always been tough love. The one time that we saw her interact with him, she went in there with tough love. Like, she loves her son, obviously. That seemed very apparent. But at the same time, she wasn't giving him no cut cards. Like, I'm not backing down. I'm not coming in here with a soft heart. Like, just know that you put yourself in here. So it was kind of, I was unfortunate to hear that that happened to him, but I was a little surprised that her that her reaction wouldn't be a little softer. You know what I mean? Like, one teardrop or something. That's your right. kid. Right. What do you think, Lauren? I definitely didn't think she would cry. Not in front of them. I think she was going to deal with it internally or on her own time. Um, she she kind of looked like in shock and a little yeah. bit of fear. Yeah, and I I feel like she probably wanted to cry, but not in front of them. Right. Um, but also I guess my thought process is kind of like, are you really surprised? You're going out after one of the most you know notorious gangs in the city, exactly. And you didn't think your son would be touched at all, right? So good point. Good point. Yeah, you know, I just think this is just going to make her push harder. It's mm-hmm. Like this isn't gonna hurt, make her chill out. So if sixty third is ready for that heat, just know this is gonna make Tucson 
Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, this is a war declaration. And, you know, be ready to catch that smoke. That's Mm. it. You know, she's she's going to come as hard as she can. And I agree with Lauren. It was interesting, you know, how they how they got in contact with her through her job, through her um, her superiors. Like you can't break down and cry like that, even at the office, really. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you that, you know, it would have been interesting to see her show more softness. But I know she can't punk out because they'll probably want to take her off the case. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was kind of a lot of things she was kind of going through at that moment, but I think it's going to fire her up to, you know, come even harder. All right, you guys. So that's our episode this week. So next week is the big finale. Yay. Okay. So next we're going to move on to our special segment, which is brought to you today by Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, guys? So, for our special segment this week, I chose Shonda Rhimes. Oh, and just so that we know, you guys, not to interrupt, it's called the Shy Town Spotlight, in case you guys are wondering. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I chose Shonda Rhimes um, because she is a powerful black woman. She is a writer, producer, and like I said, she is from Chicago, Illinois. Showrunner. Uh, yes. Um, she is well known for her show, Grey's Anatomy. She had a um, spinoff, Private Practice, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. I could go on and on. She has so many shows on ABC. But now she has signed a deal with Netflix. Um, and it's inter- it's said to be entered into a multi-year development deal with Rhymes. Um, so all of her future productions will go as Netflix originals. And um, she published books. You know, I just feel like she's an amazing role model for all, not even just people of color, everyone. You know, she started off on shows like, you know, um, with Dorothy Dandridge's all the way back in 1999, working on those. She co-wrote um, a movie for HBO introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Oh, so that was um, a great movie. Yeah, and I actually won some Emmys I read that too. book and yeah. Halle Berry did her thing. Exactly. So, I mean, so she's been working forever and just to see her business, Shondaland, um, her, that's her production company, just expand the way it has and um, empower all these amazing black actors as female leads. So that is who my spotlight is. There's so much more, but we're running out of time, so we I want to get to news and gossip. <laughs> okay. So for news and gossip. Yes, news and gossip this week. Okay, so obviously um, we talked about, you know, Jason Mitchell being off the show. But now Tiffany Boone is starting to um, you know, kind of speak out a little on social media, just thanking everyone for their support. She did a hand note, a handwritten letter to, you know, all of the support she's received and posted on her Instagram page. She didn't say too much. Um, you know, she hasn't really talked about the allegations or anything, but she just wants to know everyone she feels really loved and she appreciates all the support. And actually, the Shy Show put, like, heart comments on it, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, And then next, we have... Let's see. Oh, yes. MTV. So... He, uh, Jason Mitchell was actually nominated for best performance in a show and wow. the upcoming 2019 MTV Movie and TV Awards um, for his role in The Shy. MTV just revoked that nomination. So unfortunately, it's still bad news for him. Like we said, obviously, thoughts and prayers are still going out for him and everyone involved in this whole situation. But uh, yeah, and then as you guys know, next week is the season finale. 
That'll be it, you guys. All right. So one more episode to go. So before we get out of here, let's do some rapid fire predictions. People. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, well, like I said, I'm going to say it again. Brandon and Jerrica are going to get married. That's going to be their way to get written off the show. Um, honestly, now, I think since um, Reggie publicly beat up the track coach and people saw there were witnesses, I think now Duda is going to either punish him or they're going to do something to Jake because they made Jake get in the car on the next, you know what I mean? Um, the shy. So there are going to be some repercussions for Reggie in the season finale. Um, unfortunately, Emmett's going to get tied into this whole, you know, free food thing. And then hopefully, you know, Ronnie goes to AA. I think Emmett is definitely going to get pulled in, and it, it saddens me to think about it, but I think that he's going to be um, suffer the consequences of being um, not shrapnel. What's the word? You know, when there's casualty, like he's going to be a casualty of war, so to speak. You know, this is something that he welcomes. Obviously, it's not even his bag, but it's inevitable that he's going to be a part of the mix. Um, I don't think that baby is Emmett's. Um, and also, I feel like Kev... I, I think Kev is going to go to that school. I think he's going to go away and, you know, try to be in an environment that has more rigor. Um, I agree. I think that they actually are going to, I think Toussaint is going to pursue the, the idea of flipping Brandon and having Brandon wear some sort of wire with a duda and whatever. And I mm-hmm. think that that's his, him and Jarek are going to have to go into witness protection. That's how they're <laughs> going to get out of the show. I think, um, and I think that, yeah, uh, once they're gone Emmett is going to then become the new Brandon, and Reggie is going to be trying to run mm. drugs and stuff through Emmett. Oh, those are my predictions, that's people. A good one. Nice, that is good. That's a good one. Yep. <laughs> that's kind of what I think. And I don't know Tucson or Cruz. I'm sure we'll lose a cop by the end of it. All right, you guys. <laughs> thank you so much. That has been our show. Thank you for joining us, yeah. and thank so, everyone in the chat too. Exactly. Yeah, thank, thank you guys for commenting. We love you guys. So, folks, where can they find you? Starting with Lauren, you can find me on all social media at Lauren the truth. You can find me at Kitty Kaboom on IG. That's all that really matters. And you can find me at Chef underscore Beans with the Z. Everywhere. Alright you guys, I'm Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A D as in door, Edwards. Thank you guys so much. See you next week for the finale, people. Ciao for now. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.